This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we're back. Hour number two, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Larry Barron's joining us now. As I said, he would be earlier communication director at Power of the Future. Larry, welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm so great. Happy afternoon to you and your listeners, John. Appreciate you joining us. And you may not know this, but the VP Harris is here today speaking in one of our towns on the or in one of our, our towns on the west side of Denver to uh, have a, a little, uh, I guess, a speech or something to do with clean energy and, you know, the Biden administration, their commitment to, quote unquote, green energy, which, by the way, it's as you and I have talked many times, it's not. Uh, but, yeah, she's here to speak on behalf of, I guess, the administration for some event we have here in town today. Well, that's, that's wonderful that you take the solar or the wind power. <laughs> good one, Larry. Good one. <laughs> Neither, because we don't have exactly enough, it. as you know. That's right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work, and everyone, we're just all supposed to look the other way when it comes to the hypocrisy, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, it's exa- well, and that's exactly right. One of the things I wanted to talk about today with you specifically was, uh, you know, I got the latest phone update. I'm an Apple user, so I had the latest phone update to where they're making your phone default to the clean energy mode, which is, by the way, in my opinion, a big, huge, gigantic joke. But, you know, Apple, and we've known this, and this is one of the criticisms I've got of them. There's a lot of things they do really well that I like. There's some things they do that I don't like so well, and that is their cushy relationship they have with China. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not the only one who doesn't like it. A lot of people don't like it. And, you know, CEO Tim Cook, according to an article in the New York Times that he declined to comment on, in the past has said, you know what, it's, uh, China's a lot better with Apple in it than Apple not in it. And it, it's I, I get the argument. I've heard the argument that, you know what, they'll, they'll see our way of thinking uh, eventually. But when I look at what Apple has done for China historically, it is they are bowing to everything the Chinese Communist Party has asked for, and they continue to do that in California or designed by Apple in California. You know why they took that off? It's because China got offended. They, even just the slogan on the back, China got offended, and Apple said, okay, uh, we're, we're, we're going to take that off. And so now we have American phones opting into a power program that, lo and behold, makes our phones a little more reliable on solar panels and windmills. And big deal, you say. Well, I'll tell you big deal. Nine out of the top ten solar manufacturers in the world are located, you guessed it, China. Yep. Seven out of the top ten wind turbine manufacturers are, you guessed it, China. And so I think it is more than underhanded to have this option turned on on our phone. And it just so happens that they want it to be powered by products that are likely made in the same country where your phone is made. And, and by the way, everything you just said can't disagree with any of it. I would have, even, again, as much as I respect 
Apple and some of the things that they do do for their consumers, i.e. the security end of things and the fact that they won't just let the FBI into a phone and so on. I mean, yes, they've done some things for consumers, which I really appreciate, and I, and I, li- I love their, their platform and how things work and so on. But I, will, I would have a hard time agreeing with them that China is better with them in it. China would be best off if every American company left, in my opinion. You're, you're absolutely right, but Apple has 55 billion reasons why they're not going to do that, right? And they have no plan B for how they're going to make the iPhone, iPad, or Mac computers. They are all assembled and put together in China, and there is no uh, speculation, no move to, to change that paradigm. So they're stuck there, and that's the way it's going to be. But you're, you're absolutely right. You know, they get kudos for some privacy efforts to the United States, but let's look at, again, what they've done in China. I use AirDrop on my iPhone and my Apple products all the time on yep. a daily basis. They crippled that in China for their users. Why, Why? is that? Because... Because uh, it turns out that people who were protesting the government in order to bypass the government tracking their messages were using airdrops uh, to communicate directly. The okay. Chinese Communist Party went to Apple and said, you've got to cripple this. And got Apple it. That. So, while they so in, other words, they, in other words, the Chinese didn't like the fact that you could bypass, you could bypass their surveillance, which people were doing. Correct. Ah, you know, we may give a point for security in the United States, but they're really, really working with Chinese Communist Party when it comes to Chinese citizens. And so this was kind of the first time I could see that they did something slightly, very slightly, admittedly similar here in the United States, where they turned on this option, didn't tell us about it. And I just wonder if it's starting this process of, you know what, with every update, they're going to turn on new things in our phone that we have to find ourselves. Uh, and, and again, I, I don't like the fact that was sneaky either. Normally, even in my world, I get sort of some updates on the front side as to what things are going to be, what's going to happen, and so on. And I really feel like they kind of just snuck that in, if you would. And I know Apple is really big on optics as to you know how things look when it comes to you know quote unquote green energy and all the different things i mean one of the things they always tout is oh we are going to be by x date a carbon neutral business larry you and i both know but this is something i don't know that you and i've ever talked about there's no such thing if you are walking talking breathing and doing whatever it is you do on a day-to-day basis you yourself nonetheless your company that you you're in charge over that's manufacturing things there is no way it's ever not on god's green earth going to be carbon neutral there's no such thing you're absolutely right and it's laughable for them to say that oh it's unreal in fact larry anytime i hear somebody some company talk about being carbon neutral i just want to roll over in laughter there is no such thing now i've had listeners that have called in from the left and said well it's really not that you get you know carbon credits and this that and the other yeah because (laughs) you're not carbon neutral so you're just paying al gore a tax yeah, exactly. And, and that was the Bill Gates excuse, right? Someone actually had the courage to confront him and say, you know, you talk climate a whole lot, and you also fly private a whole lot. And so he says, well, I buy the gold standard carbon offset. So wait, 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 let me, let me see. So if you're rich, you can continue your large carbon footprint as long as you have money to assuage your guilt or as long as you pay off the right people and try to tell yourself that you're carbon yep. neutral. And I can guarantee you apple will never be carbon neutral as long as their products are made in china because china's building more coal factories oh even better and again larry even if somebody says wait a minute everything we produce out of this so you and i we go out we start a factory and we say we're going to be carbon neutral as much as we can be from day one The, the bottom line larry is there isn't even a single green and i again i use that term loosely because there's no such thing but there's no such thing as green energy that hasn't taken something that's based off of fossil fuels or petroleum or coal or whatever the case may be the reality is even to get that item up and running to where you think you're 
you're buying that from that particular entity and it is quote unquote clean energy. It's not because I hate to call it dirty energy because I don't think it's dirty either, Larry, but those products mm-hmm. themselves had to be produced by oil. You're, you're absolutely right. Let's be clear. Your solar panels and your windmills, I'm sure they give you the warm fuzzies. They will never create as much energy as it took of nope. fossil fuel energy to create them. You would be better off taking that fossil fuel energy directly and producing electricity. It would actually be cleaner yep. to do that than it would True. be to go through this middleman. But you know what? We see windmills turning, and it makes us feel like we're living in the Netherlands of the 1800s, and we get this warm, fuzzy feeling. And so we can still plug in our iPhones and think we can have it all. No, all you've done is you've outsourced what you say you don't like. You say you care about the planet, but really what you care about is your own backyard. And we're seeing that more and more with this quote-unquote green energy. And before all the leftists come at you and come at me and say, oh, you can't tell me the wind and the sun are not renewable, the wind and the sun are absolutely renewable. The devices we use to capture them clearly are not. Yeah, and and I think that's really important. I think what you just said a moment ago as well as, you know, the, the, the tax, the, you know, the carbon tax, it's a guilt tax, as you just said a moment ago. It makes people feel better by paying it. Uh, not in my backyard. So let's make sure that whoever's mining the lithium and, and the copper and whatever else they need to make batteries with, uh, let's just make sure that's, in, that's slave labor uh, by some 10-year-old, you know, somewhere in some other part of the country that we don't have to see and look at, and then we'll feel better about that as well. Because let's face it, Larry, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and, and this is before we even mention, you're absolutely right, the human rights issues, right? You have Uber slaves in China, probably making your solar panels, maybe making your iPhones and my iPhones. I'm not guiltless of it, but let's talk about it. Your EV, where you can sometimes, not all EV owners, some of them are very practical, and I get that, but the EV that the government is going to force us to buy, that's a cobalt mine Correct. in Africa, Correct. and that is using child and sometimes right. slave labor. Right. And so let's just be honest about the real cost of these things and understanding what fossil fuels delivers to us, a way of life that is the best in the world, a way that we don't have to have it up in your uh, in your backyard all the time. And yes, in the United States, they do it cleaner than anywhere in the world. Yep. And yet, for some reason, the United States is the only place that's constantly under attack. Larry, how do folks find you, sir? They can send all their hate email to Larry at PowerTheFuture.com, or they can just go up check out PowerTheFuture.com. John, it's always Always great to hear from folks. Larry, appreciate you very much. Thanks for joining us, as always. Hey, stay warm. Have a great day. We'll do it. Have a great evening. Larry Barron's again. Power of the Future. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, folks. Again, any plumbing you need, you have it all. Have this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Take care of that plumbing issue. Pay the way that works for you. High-Five lets you choose between a good, better, and best-fix option with tiered pricing. You have a choice on the repair they do and a say in the price you pay. No more waiting for a plumber to be finished with the job only to find out that it's going to cost double what you initially thought. That's no reason to avoid calling a plumber. On top of their good, better, best fix, Hi-Fi Plumbing offers a range of financing plans because plumbing repairs and emergencies don't wait until it's a good time for you. You can't control when you need to call a plumber, but you can control who you call. Call the plumber that meets you where you are already at. Call High Five Plumbing today and mention KLZ for $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Now for a limited time only. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Extreme Auto Repair, folks. Again, anything you need when it comes to your car, repair, maintenance, you name it, they can do it all. 303-841-1071 or find them at klzradio.com.
You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com extreme. All right, Veteran Windows and Doors, they've got a 25% discount going on right now. Just call Dave and ask how that works for you specifically, 303-529-0720. It's time to dispel the myth that windows made from vinyl won't last. The longevity of the windows you buy depends on the quality that it is made with and the way vinyl is engineered. Veteran Windows and Doors source their windows from Provia, a manufacturer that they stand behind enough to guarantee their product for a lifetime. Their competitors claim to have the superior proprietary vinyl product because it uses 40% reclaimed wood, which is just a fancy way of saying they use sawdust. No wonder vinyl gets a bad rap. Veteran Windows and Doors windows are fiberglass reinforced, backed with a lifetime guarantee, and always meet code. The only things that matter are the U-factor, the solar heat gain coefficient, and the design pressure. That's what maintains a perfect temperature that you can enjoy as long as you live in the home when you choose Veteran Windows and Doors. Mention KLZ and receive 25% off product material and labor in March. And when you sign up this month, you'll receive an additional 10% off. Schedule your appointment today, 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. By the way, holy cow, the whole RTD conversation, I've gotten lots of text messages on. Thank each and every one of you, by the way. I've tried to respond as quickly as I can. If there's typos and errors, I'm going as fast as I can and trying to do that you know, in between the commercials and so on. So if I've got a mistake in there, just read through it and know that I appreciate you guys texting in, and all of you, by the way, are spot on. I, you can ask my wife this, I absolutely despise seeing an RTD bus. They are empty. They are typically in my way. They are doing nothing more than just choking up traffic, in my opinion. And the biggest reason I despise seeing them is I know those are my tax dollars at work in my way. It is an absolute joke. Now, something else I want to get on my soapbox about, and I'm going to be careful how I do this. I asked Charlie this during the break at the top of the hour. Because somebody died, and when somebody dies, yes, it's a tragedy. I get that. So, on Saturday, not long after I drove through the area, it wasn't my fault, trust me. I-70 was closed, I believe, heading I think it was westbound. Now, they closed both sides of I-70 on Saturday for almost four hours. 
not 40 minutes, four hours, because there was a motorcycle accident resulting in a death on I-70. Now, yes, something tragic happened. I get that. Okay? And I'm not trying to be insensitive to somebody that lost a life. It could be a family member listening, what have you. And, yes, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to those family members, and it's never fun when somebody passes away. I get that. On the same token, how in God's name does it take four hours to investigate a motorcycle accident that then shuts the I-70 corridor down for four hours? Could somebody please explain that to me? I don't get it. And man, did it have things snarled up. And I think folks forget, including our own leaders, that I-70 is their, is our east-west highway for everything. Freight, you name it, it's all going east-west through town up to the mountains or wherever it's headed. And to literally close that for four hours is not just an inconvenience. It's costing a lot of people money, freight companies and so on, to have that done. I am not in public safety. I have never been a police officer. I haven't the foggiest idea how long it would take to investigate something along these lines. Although, I do have common sense and a brain. And I got to believe that if you've got enough witnesses to tell you what just happened with said motorcyclists, that shouldn't take very long. I'll give you half an hour at best. And once that's determined, pick up the pieces and move on and get the road back opened. And why are you closing both sides down? Unless the guy went from, guy, gal, whatever, I don't even know what it is, who it is. Unless they went from one side of the freeway to the other, okay, maybe then you'd have to close both sides down. But otherwise, why are you closing down both sides? Is it to get emergency vehicles in on one side to help clean up the mess of a motorcycle accident? Again, folks, this is not an 18-wheeler that overturned on I-70. It's a motorcycle. And, yeah, I'm whining a little bit because those types of things cost all of us time and money. I don't even know who to be mad at. CDOT, State Patrol, Wheat Ridge Police, all of the above. I, I, honestly, I don't know, folks. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. don't know exactly what happened. You know, I do care when there's a loss of life, so I'm not trying to be insensitive to somebody losing their life, but... Holy cow, it takes four hours to investigate this and clean it up? Are we that incompetent? Literally, are we that incompetent? I, I just I don't know what else to say, and I guess I'm looking for answers. If somebody works for any of those agencies and you want to call in anonymously and tell me what's going on as to why it takes four hours to get I-70 reopened after something like that happens, I'm, I'm baffled. I, I don't get it. I mean, did they have to have counseling for some of the people that were there watching the event and that's what took four hours? I don't know. I really don't. I, I'm, I'm at odds as to why it would take that long to get that reopened again. I mean, I've seen other accidents where there's been deaths that have resulted from the accidents that don't take four hours. So what was unique about this one? And why did it take four hours to get I-70 back open? Or was it just because it's a Saturday and nobody feels like it's that big of a deal and it's a Saturday, we'll just keep it closed a little longer because we can? I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that. So, I feel like at times, 
because I drive a lot and I see a lot of things that happen, accidents and so on. I, I feel like at times we waste far too much time in traffic investigations. Most of them are very apparent as to what happened. Write it all down, record it, video it, do your paperwork later, and get things open back up again and moving forward. I mean, I don't get it. Andy just texted me as well. Why do they shut down the entire jet every time Biden falls? <laughs> That's a good one, Andy. I, you know, I think they're going to have to put a chairlift on the uh, Air Force One here before long to get Joe in and out. Just saying. You know, one of those, like, chairlifts that goes up the stairs. You know, you see, you know, old people ride. And if you have one, sorry, I'm not making fun of you. It's just that's what he's going to have to have before long. Those things are really expensive, by the way, just as a side note. If you're somebody that – I'm being very honest. I know k is not our next, uh, our next sponsor, by the way, coming up. But I'll tell you this much. If you're somebody that knows at some point in your time you're liable to need one of those and you live in a house with stairs, sell that house, go find a ranch house because the cost of putting one of those thinking things in is expensive. Almost to the point where it's like, holy cow, how do you, I'd, I'd move. I wouldn't do it. I'd move. It, it literally, in some cases, is almost cost prohibitive. That's a side note. But anyways, going back to I-70 being shut down, I, I just, I, you think about the amount of, you know, let me back up. The majority of the people in charge, not the workers, but the people in charge are most likely on this green bandwagon. Green, quote-unquote, bandwagon, the clean energy bandwagon. They're the same people that will shut down I-70 for four hours, thereby snarling up traffic, using a lot more fuel, creating a lot more, quote-unquote, pollution, because everybody has to drive around that accident on side streets, by the way, which I'm sure those particular individuals that live on those side streets don't really enjoy either. But we can't get the road open back up in less than four hours. I, I'm, I'm at a complete loss. Drove past that area yesterday on purpose just to kind of see, was there any aftermath? Was there, you know, stuff still scattered about? Was there black marks on the road? Was there all sorts of things, you know, happening that maybe you could see kind of after the facts? So you really knew, oh, yeah, this was really bad. I can see why they shut things down. I, I couldn't tell anything happened. I mean, something did or they wouldn't have shut the road down. But what happened? And, and why did the road have to get closed in the process. I, again, I folks, I don't get it. And some of you are texting me, and yeah, I agree with you. I can't say these things on air, but yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, To me, we're getting so entrenched governmentally speaking that we can't even keep basic services moving forward because I don't, I, I don't know why. I guess we just don't have enough workers. We don't have enough people to make decisions that know what's going on to move things forward. I don't get it. I don't even know whose decision it is to close down I-70 when that time comes. Is that a CDOT decision? Is that State Patrol's decision? Is that Wheat Ridge because it's in that area of town where Wheat Ridge is in charge? I don't know. And if one of you does and don't want to go on air, but you can give me kind of the breakdown as to how that works, I would love to know, and I'll explain it on air because I don't know. I don't know what the chain of command is. We used to have CDOT on quite a bit, but then we've got a new director that didn't want any of her people and herself coming on because it's a disaster as well. That's a whole other topic I could talk about for an hour plus because it's, it's also another disaster. So we, we in this state 
as you've been able to see, have a complete, utter lack of leadership in various departments across this state. And I'm sorry if you work in one of those, but literally we have an utter lack of leadership across the board. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Denver IT Security is next. And speaking of leadership, you want the proper leader when it comes to your IT security, everything happening inside of your network and making sure that all of your people are not only secure, but things operate as they need to. 720-593-6688. Your business is at risk without the proper protection for your network. Just one compromised computer means hackers can gain access to your entire network. John Kanata of Denver IT Security has industry-leading zero-trust security packages that gives you the freedom of network security wherever you go. Each computer is set up on its own secure network through a process called micro-segmentation, so hackers can't move freely throughout the whole network. They can also provide a team of professionals to monitor for any possible breaches. With Denver IT Security's Zero Trust Security Bundle, you've got a professional watching your back for you. Between their comprehensive security package and a team of security experts watching for suspicious activity, your staff can work just as securely and productively from home, airports, and coffee shops as they do from your office. And you will have peace of mind knowing that you're covered every time. Get network security that works seamlessly by partnering with John Kanata and Denver IT Security now. Call for a consultation today at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or visit klzradio.com slash security. Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith can help you with your future financial security. Make sure you're dialed in and can retire and then stay there. 303-744-1128. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement. By understanding what you're going to spend your time doing, Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. By tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you. Have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. Affordable interest mortgage, Kurt Rogers, anything when it comes to your mortgage and or just getting one, reevaluating the one you have, new, bu- new, new home buyers, first time home buyers, you name it, Kurt can help you, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over 748 a month or less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. 
If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Premier Home Remodels is next, and don't forget, they can do anything you need around the house from complete full additions. You name it, they can do it. 720-619-8773. You want to remodel, but you're nervous about making such a big investment in the wrong company. Premier Home Remodels is always transparent with their communication and pricing that you can trust them with your kitchen, bathroom, or basement remodel. Other companies give you an attractive-looking bid and add on the cost of materials later, so you end up spending way more than you expected. Premier Home Remodels gives you a detailed bid that will only change should they run into an unexpected issue that must be fixed. Premier Home Remodels shows you that they are the right choice for the job by keeping you informed every step of the way. All labor is under warranty for up to one year after completion and inspected when the job is finished. You can rely on Premier Home Remodels to get your custom remodel done right the way you want it. Set your consultation today. Call 888-679-0288. 888-679-0288. Or visit klzradio.com remodel. This is Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we're back. Joe joining us. Joe, I've got Richard joining us in a minute here, but go ahead, sir. John, you talked about the cost per rider, but I want to talk about the carbon footprint per rider. And I just checked Colorado's electricity generation, and you're 65% coal and natural gas, and you're 35% wind, solar, and hydro. But So you would say, well, yeah, it's only 65%. But let me ask you a question. Do you bring on wind, solar, and hydro first, or do you bring it on last? No, last. No, no, you bring your wind, solar, and hydro is first. Well, but the other has to always be running because you can't do away with it either, Joe. No, but, but uh, for instance, natural gas, you can, you can tune that down. It's you can, but you can't turn it off. No, you coal, coal you can't. Actually, natural gas, you can. But my point is, John, wind and solar, when available, become part of your base load. So let's say it's a nice day, sunshine, and got a little breeze. Mm-hmm. The wind and solar is part of your base load, and then you're topping off with natural gas and or coal, typically natural gas. Now, so once you're there, if somebody turns on a porch light, that incremental load is going to be handled by burning more natural gas. So my point is every time you run a train, the wind and solar, trains parked at a station, we're already using 100% of available wind and solar. You start that train the additional demand on the grid is going to be handled by burning more natural gas. I'm wondering if anybody, and this will never happen, given how light the ridership is, you're moving a 20-ton train up and down a route that is not actually as flat as it might appear. I wonder if anybody ever calculated the carbon footprint per rider no. on the RTD train. No, I doubt very seriously but, anybody ever did. But, John, it has to be way, way more oh, yeah. than the carbon footprint for somebody yes. in a car. Agree. Because you're, you're taking Agreed. a twenty ton, you're taking a twenty ton train with six people on it. Correct. And it's again yep. that electricity that train is using is being yep. generated Great by point. natural gas. Great point. Great point, right, Joe. Man. And we can talk more on this in the last hour if you'd like. Yeah, great. Gr- by the way, gr- great analogy on that, Richard. Welcome. What's going on? Well, I, actually, I, I think Joe brings up a great point. I was able to listen to, to all of your, you know, kind of what, what you guys were talking about. But I think that I think that Joe hit the nail on the head with, which is. 
I think that solar and that or in the and in, in wind that I think are a great piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Right. I think that they can be used in conjunction with what we have. Yeah, they'll However, never be standalone, though. To to Joe's and your no, point as well. Well, well and, and here's the deal. Every to everyone's point, right? Or not to everyone, but to the lefties. And I'm going to throw them a bone here. They are correct. The sun is the most powerful renewable for, form of energy that we have. Right. If we could learn to harness or or create our own sun, it would be awesome. But we sort of have that, right, with nuclear reactors. Yeah, true. In 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 a way, right? And and, and we're even getting better with nuclear fission versus. Yeah, if we can get that dialed in, in we're the, really in good shape. Co- correct. And now the only thing that worries me is, is you know the same stuff that worries me all the time, which is there's you know the, the money for that for you know for putting nuclear fission or even nuclear reactors. I mean, you and I have talked about this, right? There's no reason why these standalone little neighborhoods that, you know, that not little neighborhoods, but, you know, that these developments that are becoming more and more popular here in Colorado. Everyone knows what we're talking about, right? You know, you get two or three of these home builders in, they start putting up these houses, and, man, these things can fly up between five. To, you know, they go from no houses in year one, and by, right. by year five, they've got 350 houses, right, or right. more. There's no reason why, you know, a small nuclear reactor couldn't power sure. that And that's some of what they're right? currently looking at. The problem with that is the lefties are shutting those down. Well, they they are. They're shutting them down because, again... They're not even... I shouldn't say shutting down. They're not allowing them to even get off the ground. Well, ex- exactly. Because, well, because that they they want to buy into this, you know, solar and the wind. And, and like you said, and, and here's, again, we talk about this all the time, you know, and kind of to get into a car segment, which we'll get into in the last segment, is ultimately it has nothing to do with what makes actual sense. Because you and I have talked about this. Solar does make sense, and electric, I should say, does make sense in certain... In certain areas, right, it actually makes sense to, to run off of you know bat, you know solar power and you know as battery technology gets better. But you and I have also talked about there's too much. Well, let me just say this: the technology is not advanced enough in either solar, wind, or battery power to make them feasible. Correct. Will it someday? Maybe, right? Maybe, but it's not there yet. No. And, and, I, and I will tell you that I think I think just and I've heard I've read lots of articles along these lines. I just think just the simple uh, physics of things, if you would, doesn't allow the storage capacity unless they come up with some new way of doing that, which they keep talking about the fact that people have. But yet they haven't, because if they had, it would be out to market. The reality, Richard, is it doesn't exist. The reality is to store that energy and have enough battery capacity to do it. Now, according to Elon Musk, you could power the entire country off about 100 miles of solar. So you could take some remote area, do 100 miles of solar, and you could power the entire country off of that. Well, that's all fine and dandy. If it's sunny out, and what do you, you know, and again, you still have to have storage capacity for nighttime and so on. Again, it's just not feasible. To Joe's point, we've got enough, and Larry's point earlier, we've got enough, you know, coal, natural gas, and oil to do the things we need. But yet, for some odd reason, the other side of the aisle wants to go away from them, and I think I know why. Well, well, exactly. The money. It, it's money and control. They, they they control us more with wind and solar and battery power, of course, Richard. They can they can control more that way than they can with oil, natural gas, and coal. With oil, natural gas, and coal, there's really no control over us, period. The others, yes, they can shut that on and off as they feel fit. Correct. Well, and what did what did Joe say was the was the percentage there? Uh, sixty five percent. Is natu- is our regular is, is our regular you know coal and so on? Yeah. Well, again, like you said, it's the same thing. That we 
it's a great supplement right. to the combustion engine, right? It's great in a lot of instances. And honestly, that you know, I'm actually driving a hybrid right now. We'll talk about this car next week. But it's great in certain applications. And, and battery power alone and electric motors alone is great in a lot of applications. And honestly, you and I are on the same page here. We could... Be, we should be spending more time figuring out how to put more hybrid technology into cars than in, in trucks, I should say, Dad, than, than converting everything to electric. Wasn't it the other day, and I know it's a little bit of a transition, that wasn't it Ford who came out and said that the Lightning really isn't a pickup truck? Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. No, I have not seen that. So, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I thought, maybe, I, again, can't, so don't quote me on it. I thought Ford came out the other day and said, that the lightning really isn't a pickup truck. Huh. Just, know, it's allowed us to put a bigger battery in it, and it's really not meant for all of the hauling and towing and that sort of thing that you do with a truck. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know. I did not see that. That's and, interesting. And and and, and so so to me, which and here's the deal: if if that is what was said, right? And I'm not sure, Dad. If that is what was said, I actually think they're they're spot on. Yeah. Because it's really right. It's not a truck that's meant to haul a trailer up by 70 because you just lose too much power and there's no way Correct. to regain that. And it's the same thing you're talking about when it comes to the grid, Dad, which is on a nice, beautiful, sunny day like it was today here in Colorado, beautiful March day. It's awesome. During the day, you could run that. And you, but, again, you've got to figure out how to store it right. as compared to here in, what, about two hours, which is when peak demand not starts, actually about an hour and a half, about 6 o'clock, peak demand starts, runs till about 8, 9 o'clock. Well, the sun's setting at that point in time. Right. And in the summer, you can run a little bit more, could run a little bit more off the solar, that sort of thing. But after that, you're kind of out of luck. And so right. that's where, again, instead of just completely shifting all of our efforts and putting so much time and money into solar and wind and all this nonsense, why, why don't we just bring we bring complements, right? That instead of substitutes. Bring complements along to the, alongside and say, okay, great, in addition to gas and, and, and uh, coal, we can run solar. We can run wind. And then maybe we make enhancements on solar like we've already done. But like you said, Dad, when it comes to batteries and some other stuff, they're just not there. And I don't know, Dad, if they can get there right. in terms of batteries. Right. I agree. I mean, I know that they've made but, – but even some of the batteries – I know you've talked to you as far as about you know, your solar power and some of that sort of stuff. Even the batteries, even some of these big heavy-duty batteries are only meant to power things for, what, two or three days? Y right? Y yeah, it depends on how they've set things up. Well, and, and so, yeah, honestly, I, again, I, I agree with what Joe said, it, and I think that it can, you know, solar and gas can be part of, or not solar and gas, solar and wind can be part of our baseline. But ultimately, when it comes down to the power that we need, natural gas, coal, right, that's immediate energy that really there's not a substitute for. And I don't know if there ever will be, Dad. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I great question. I'm not, I'm not sure and if they, unless they get some sort of fission technology, something along those lines, which, by the way, would be, you know, really earth-shattering and change things up immensely. But until something like that comes along, which I do believe at some point in time we'll have an alternative. I've said for years, we won't ever run out of oil, natural gas, coal. We'll have other technologies that will come along and supplant that, and it will just naturally progress from one thing to the next. Reality is, I don't. and, and again, we still need oil for lots of things, including even the manufacturing of everything from Gosh, Richard, wire to plastics to on down the line we go. We cannot live in the world we live in today without oil, period. It just will not exist the way it is. Nope, we, we absolutely can't. And, and that's the thing, Dad, is we, we can't. 
we again we can't complete you said this forever right you can't completely eliminate it in the same way that you know i don't think that it makes sense to completely you know remove an electric car right i think it serves a purpose i think it has a purpose you prove it relatively consistently and you've talked about that pretty consistently but ultimately everything well everything has its place right the same way that people do right in components and all of that and and in the grander scheme of things, we would be better off as a society figuring out how to bring all of these parts together, working for the best goal, rather than trying to say, nope, we can't use that ever again. Well, I don't know, again, we could say it on this for forever. But once you do that, then you really start causing problems. But Democrats are pretty good at that. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, we'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. Anything you need when it comes to your HVAC or electrical system, give them a call. And, again, we got cold weather coming in, really, as we speak. It's going to be cold here for the next few days. 720-526-0231. Absolute technicians listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars is proof that you can trust. I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home. And it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it. We pride ourselves on high level communication. Make sure you are heard. Work with professionals that listen. Schedule with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Sharon says, love this company. They have gone above and beyond to respond to our copier and service needs for the past 10 years. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And i got a couple of car reviews I want to slip in. Richard, I've got one in particular that I want to get on here first because I think it'll take a little bit longer. And I had numerous questions on this on Saturday's Drive Radio program, so I thought we'll do it together today, and, and I wanted to do that. And that is the new Ford Bronco Raptor. Now, for all of you listening, there are two different versions of the Bronco. There's the Bronco Sport, which is essentially a Ford Escape with – 
kind of a different body on it, if you would, and it looks completely different than a regular full-size, what I call their full-size Bronco. The full-size Bronco Raptor, by the way, starts off at about $75,000 and goes up from there. Most of the dealers around town, if you can even find any, it's somewhere around the 120 k mark, something, something along those lines, Richard. And I will say, n- a nice vehicle. They've done a good job on the Bronco in a lot of areas. I'll get into the pros and cons of it on my end. Uh, 400 and roughly 20 horsepower, I want to say. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but it's over 400 horsepower. It's a... Uh, EcoBoost, uh, you know, dual, dual turbocharged EcoBoost engine they use in it, and they've done some upgrades to it. It has different exhaust modes. Actually, there's seven different driving modes in the vehicle, including their GOAT mode, you know, greatest of all time mode, Richard. And again, they've done a great job. You've read a lot of reviews. You didn't get a chance to actually get behind this vehicle, but you've driven some Broncos in the past. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so again, I think, you know, obviously Ford introduced this, obviously, a number of years ago, sort of reintroduced it, right? Brought it back, it, you know, kind of made it a... Well, obviously, bringing it back to that segment, right? Really popular segment, Dad, of course, amongst its rivals. And I think you and I got our hands on it. I think they did some really cool things with all the different first editions and some things that way. Like the car, when you pulled up in it, I really liked the look of it. It was a nice, beautiful green. Um, it had a kind of a really nice, menacing look to it. Some big old tires on it. Yep, 37s. Um, and, and outside of Exactly. Like you said, you didn't get to drive it. But from what you've said, obviously a nice, aggressive engine. Um, really a fun car to drive, but if you're looking for some different aspects of it, i.e. fuel economy, not sure anyone is going to, right? No. But you're probably going to suffer there. And it's also not the most, uh, let me say, luxury or refined. It's just a little bit more of a noisy kind of mean car, right, Dad? I mean, and that's maybe what it, how it's designed to be. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's meant to be, of course, it's a... Raptor. It's the version of, you know, they've got an F-150 Raptor, as we all know. I've driven that vehicle as well. And it's their kind of their ultimate off-road package in the Bronco. Again, 37-inch tires, has a built-in lift kit to get the 37s under it. It's got big fender flares because, by law, they've got to cover up the tire and so on. And I will say that is one of the negatives, in my opinion, on this vehicle. Those wide fender flares, when you're backing up you know, into a spot, into my garage, for example, they're very hard to see. It's very hard to determine exactly where you're at. That was one of the biggest complaints I had with the vehicle. And frankly, they're so big, it, it actually, in my opinion, takes away from the look of the vehicle. They could skinny those things up a little bit, still have it be effective and have the looks, I think, be just as well. The other thing about the Bronco that I'm not a fan of, and Ford, if you're listening, take this for what it's worth, I do not like the fact that the doors do not have a surround. In other words, the doors have just glass that comes up. The glass fits into the weather stripping that's on the top itself. And I know why they do it. It makes the doors lighter, makes them easier to come on and off and all of that. But at the end of the day, Richard, I I just don't like... I don't like them. They've got to go up and down every time you open the door over time. That's going to wear on the motor itself for the window motor. Uh, they don't have much of a drip molding, so when there's snow or ice, things fall on you when you're coming in and out of the vehicle when you've got bad weather. There's just some sophistication things I think they could do a little better with. All in all, is it a great vehicle? And if you're a Ford lover, you'll love this vehicle. Big, huge screen on the front. Again, it's got all the seven modes for all the different things you may want to do with the vehicle. I mean, it is an absolute dream to drive, and it runs extremely well, so you can't complain about that. But in my opinion, it's a it's a vehicle that just feels heavier. I've got the Jeep, you know, the 392 Jeep kind of counterpart to this or the competition to it. And I will tell you, between driving the two vehicles, the Ford Bronco just feels heavy i don't know how else to say it well and, and i think that again i think that you kind of hit the nail on the head which is it just it feels heavy and maybe they've designed it that way right dad you know they've designed it to be that more aggressive looking feel and 
and in terms of the Bronco and the, and the Raptor, folks, again, I think you're going to really enjoy driving it if you actually, if, if you want to go drive this yep. vehicle, Dad. But keep in, but just keep in mind that it's. Well, I just would say this, Dad, and I know it's probably hard to get your hands on a on on that. It's not quite a Raptor, right? right. It's not a full F-150 Raptor, and I think maybe some people may get confused at that and say, well, I'm, I'm kind of just buying a, a Bronco version. No, 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 it's slightly different, and it still has some great off-roading capabilities and all of that sort of thing on it, but I just would say, you know, for folks, like you said, there's just a little bit more, it's a little bit meaner, rougher of a ride, even than the F-150 Raptor. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of even journalists out there that drive it that say it's a lot like driving a bigger truck. It's just not crisp and clean. It's not even like driving some of the other smaller versions of, you know, smaller versions of the right way to say, the other versions of the Bronco per se. I, by the way, didn't find that to be a problem. In fact, some journalists have even talked about how it wears on you driving it. I did not experience any of that. I could get in this vehicle and drive it coast to coast. There would not be any issues that way, Richard. It's just a different vehicle, and you have to understand that. As you get into it, I'll, I'll, I'll close us out, by the way. Those of you, that's a tough vehicle to go buy. You're going to have to get your name on a list or pay a higher price. It is going to be that unique version of the Bronco that you're going to have to seek out. It's not going to be on every dealer lot. You're going to have to really look for that if that's something that you want. Uh, as they become more and more available, though, you get your hands on one. And if you want to buy just a regular Bronco, those uh, there are some availability of those. Most of those, again, though, are going to be on an order basis because it's a very, very popular vehicle for four. Ford, and if that's the case and you want to do that, uh, go talk to your local Ford dealer. Tell them that John and Richard Rush, both from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio, sent you. Richard, I know we got another review to do. We'll probably have to postpone that until a little later in the week. i got a couple of callers I want to squeeze in here before we go to break. Nope, no worries. Yeah, and I was going to say, in terms of the Bronco, I actually just got have a buddy who just tried to get one or ordered, or he's had one on order for, about, what, about two years now? I think that's, you know, about two years, two, years, two years ago when they became available for pre-order, and he just got that as put into production um, uh, now. So got it. Take, take that into account. It may not be that bad. But, you know, just something to, to make note All of. All right. Makes sense. Richard, appreciate it very much. Uh, we got a couple minutes before the break. Michael J., you're up first. Go ahead. Hey, John. One of your longtime listeners here. Right now, you're talking about natural gas and being green and all that. And right now, right now, I just do it right now. You can go to the National Weather Service. Yes. Just go to their homepage for it's uh, forecast.weather.gov. Okay. You can go right to that homepage. Look down about you know move the marker on the right hand side of the screen uh-huh. about halfway down. You see a satellite picture. You click on that picture. And you will see the Bakken oil field in North Dakota, the whole northwest of North Dakota now, because they're an hour ahead of us and they're in another time zone. Right. It's getting dark there now. You can see the whole northwest corner of that state lit up from the natural gas Uh, that they have to flare off of the oil wells. Yep. And the reason that they have to flare it, every oil well makes natural gas. Yes, it does. There's no pipeline up there. So they just flare it off. So they have to flare it off. And I kid you not, it, it shows up in the satellite picture. You can see uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'll check it you out. Can, you can see Pure. That's you cool. Can, but, yes, it, it's just amazing, and I know that's what it is. I've been following this. For I'll do that. I'll check years. it out, Michael. I, I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Bob and Thornton, hang tight. I'll take you just as soon as we come back from the break. Bruce Simmons is up next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. Give Bruce a call today, 303-467-7821.
There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com slash reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Bob from Thornton, I got a minute. Go ahead, sir. Okay, I'm going to make this short. Uh, As you know, I worked my career for the phone company. Uh, And my last 15 years was standby power. And here's how this works. You're talking about batteries. We had rooms and rooms and rooms full of uh, wet cell batteries. And those were provided, the, the power that came to charge those batteries was from rectifiers, and that power came from 480-volt AC. When the 480-volt AC went away from the local power company, we generated our own with uh, Caterpillar generators. Ah. They would would produce the 480-volt AC and rectify it down to 48-volt DC in huge huge wet cell batteries, and we ran, for instance, our uh, office in Chicago in the summer months. We got a huge discount for producing our own power for two to three months Mm. during the high uh, air conditioning loads. And in Guam, we produced our own power nine months out of the year with fuel to make 480-volt AC through a rectifier to keep huge battery mm. plants going to operate our equipment. Nice. And the government's pulse and anything that's critical does the same exact thing. Nice. Bob, These thanks. Great info. Batteries to yeah. power a car. Appreciate These it. Thanks, Bob. No, appreciate that. Great info, by the way. We'll get more into that, by the way. We'll have some time in this le- in this next hour as well. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason. Denver's Afternoon Rush. KLZ 560.